You know what they say, once you pop, you can't stop. You like, I was, oh, hey, everybody. Hello. I, you know what? I was so stressed about the audio levels, I forgot to fix the layout. So there, that's it. That's my goof for today. Speaking of yes. which, today is September 18th, 2023, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free you can find us there under the same moniker and speaking of things that are being made available for free if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures you can check up on our after show called nights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community so if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk feel free to again join us at patreon.com slash indoor adventures but Let's say you already support us on Patreon. You already support us on Twitch and social medias and all of those other wonderful places. And you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Well, guess what, Acorns? I got your back, quite literally, in fact. Because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks. I'm grabbing shit off camera to try and have something. Get out of there! We have face masks! With the symbol of Tiamat upon them, designed by our very own Cyberwolf1201, where all of the proceeds of our uh, of our merch currently goes to help support Doctors Without Borders. So, if you would like to help support a good cause, or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, that is indooradventure, no s at the end, dot redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. I have dashed RJ's hopes of playing Arjan tonight. RJ, who are I'm you leaving playing? this game. <laughs> I, the fans have sabotaged me for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm RJ. And today I'm playing Kaelin the Shatter Guy Lizard Fire. We both go by Ian. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm LB Hack. I'm up. I'm gonna be playing Gwen the Halfling fight barbarian. I almost fucked it up. Uh we both go by she her. Wait, I'm Cyber. I use he or whatever pronouns. I play Arjan. Arjan is a draconian who randomly found an F thirty five today. He him. Uh, hey everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. Uh, she, her, today I'm playing as Coriander, the Eldrin Paladin, she, they, and he. And I am the Indoor Adventurer, he, him, or a sexy senior citizen if my mug is to be believed. And tonight, I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off. Your group was on, uh, was continuing your travels, having left the Rock of Brawl, acquiring a crew, and really making some headway. And as you are going about your travels, Calum, you encountered a astral visitor of sorts, a spectral being in the form of an ancient-looking Githzerai, uh, who claimed that they were none other. Then Zareth Menyar Ag Gith, the leader of the Githzerai, who had reached out to you personally to ask for your help in a, uh, a time of need, as it seems that there is a creature of titanic proportions that is heading towards the citadel of the Gith, the last uh, known outpost of the Githzerai. Uh, upon hearing this, uh, 
Zareth also offered that were you to help him, he would provide a means of being able to pass through the Eye of Doom, which seems like a good idea to have some sort of protection when trying to enter through a black hole. So, all things considered, win-win. Uh, speaking of things that we consider a win, last time while we were on this show, Arjan ended up getting together not just Arask, not just... What? You're pointing. Oh, I'm pointing at it in my background. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. I was like, oh, God, have I Spookies, fucked up again? Spookies. Uh, not only did Arjan manage to get the help of Arask, not only did he manage to get the assist from Lord Eben Holt, of, uh, the King of Sirts Hellier, but he also managed to summon all five heads of Tiamat, and with Kendex's help at the Dragon Forge, you were able to turn a gem that you had received from the Afrit that you freed forever ago, uh, to present a wonderful piece of intricate jewel work that you then bestowed to Rasa. It was at this point that the two of you, well, had a lovely night in, in Rasa's lair, so to speak, while the rest of the party continued in the Mechanical Tyrant on their way to the Citadel of the Gif. The easiest way that you were able to do this, of course, is through a variety of magics involving gate spells, uh, and your abilities as a great worm are always appreciated in this part of town. Now, that being said, you are less than a day away from arriving at the Citadel of the Gif when we come back. So was there anything that we wanted to do uh, while still in Verstein? as that was one of the last known places for our group. Oh, also, other things to note. You ended up going to uh, the tribe, to their brand new city, had a feast, wonderful time. The next day, brought Hexton to life. Hexton uh, is a rather beefy boy at this point, if, I re if memory serves, uh, as you turned his Goliath spirit into none other than... Planetar? Planetar. Thank you. I, I was like Panatar. I was one letter off. Planetar. Uh, so it's now, when a satyr a and a centaur get together. Mm, I see. Uh, so now your group, you have a Planetar. You have a Storm Giant Quintessent. You have an entire crew of mercenaries. And you also have an adult red dragon willing to fight by your side. This seems like some pretty good odds going into any sort of fight. But as Arjan stated, not only will you be gaining a means of being able to pass through the Eye of Doom, but this will also be a good trial run to see just exactly what your strategy will at least look like in a rough sense uh, going into the decisive battles that you have ahead of you. Now, as we stated, Last we left off, Arjan, you and Rasa were resting. You had been given another hour in your draconic form in order to take advantage of bestowing this wonderful jemmy to Rasa. Is there anything that you would like to do while still in Verstein? Is there anything else anybody else had to do in Verstein? Because we might be picking up with Arjan a bit later. Okay, sounds good. Not that I am aware of. Not unless Hexton wants to do anything. Uh, Hexton, or... you gave him a greatsword, and he is, like, it's a regular greatsword, but he's spending time essentially, like, forging a pact with it. 
Oh no, he's part either Eldritch Knight or Warlock. <clears throat> okay. So about 10 hours later, Arjun sort of rouses within Ross's lair. Just sort of there amongst a shit ton of money. If anyone's looking for Calum, he is currently strapped to the gills with. Oh no, that we're not the Goliath cap anymore. Nope. He's just reading. Okay. I rolled a four. Um, Rasa that iron flask do you still have that? I know that it wasn't particularly one of your favorite things to hold on to but yes I've kept on to it it was one of the first things that you ever gave me even if it was a trade but I still appreciated it nonetheless. I, I think that that might come in handy. Right, because it, can, it works on things that aren't native to the plane that you're on. Right? Yes. If, if things start going bad in one of the fights ahead, that might be a good way to get one of us out of there quickly. She sort of like has that moment of processing and then nods. She sees where you're going with this. There is that no matter of that blood, though. That was so long ago. When, whenever I was on the moon, whenever we fought Caius and I was the only one who survived, my echoes started trying to contact me through my blood. They started talking about, like, the smiling one and offering their help. I, I wondered... Okay, if, if 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 we're planning, if we want to use it, we need to get rid of the blood elemental. I can, I could burn it, if you'd like. I Very good at burning things. Th that might be a good backup, but I think I want to try something else. But uh, you remember what uh, Tiamat said, um, the whole great worm stuff um hmm. they, they would get power by consuming their echoes i'm not trying to consume the those of me from other worlds but i wonder if it's a little fucky but maybe it counts 
it was a part of me, I think. From what you've told me, they offered you their assistance. Do you think that the you that is your blood would be willing to assist in keeping you alive? I doubt it. It seemed very aggressive. That is true. You... And I understand that the ethics behind this are uh, potentially morally questionable. But with the flask, from my understanding, the resident of the flask, upon being summoned, will be friendly to you for a specific amount of time. You could use that time to ask its opinion or get to know it before it turns hostile. You don't have to say, get in my belly, so to speak. But you could at least see where it stands. If it stands, it's a blood creature, I don't know. I've met a lot of elementals, so they have thought. I assume this creature or so has thought as well independent actions we'll go pick up the iron flask yeah she'll like while talking she will have been like sifting through her hoard until she finds it and it's been put in a very lovely little reliquary um, it seems like even though it is something that you did not necessarily uh, want, she still, you know, kept it and made sure that it was safe and easily findable for her. She just sort of peels back with uh, her freshly black-painted nail uh, the lid of this reliquary, and you see sitting in uh, a very nice little velvet housing this iron flask that you know houses... Uh, a piece of you from long ago. Okay. And as you pop the lid, um, you see that there is just like a dripping of blood that seems to come out until there is a torrent, uh, almost as if it were a geyser as this pool of blood sprays out onto the floor. Um, and as the last droplets are coming out of this flask, you can see that pool of blood begins to coalesce. Droplets that were part of the initial spray are actually peeling off of the coins that they had themselves rested upon to then join into this center moment where you watch as this echo of an old you has appeared. And they are smaller than you. Their stature doesn't look as proud. It looks almost not in a sense of shame or embarrassment, but it looks like they are trying to take up very little space for how large they are in terms of their class. 
it doesn't seem afraid it just seems like it doesn't have the same presence that you do can you tell us what you are um and like where its head is is just this like blood mound and its mouth opens into a silhouette of like a bloody draconic maw and there's just this <laughs> as a splat of blood falls onto the floor and you see that it dries into the words for common blood are and you... then the blood seeps back into it are you in pain And uh, it bends down. Uh, it will actually, I think, like parts of its blood will seep out onto the wall behind you and it will just begin writing. Uh, and when you say, are you in pain? The response that you get above it is, I was born from pain. Is there anything that you intend? You have a goal. What? The response that you get is as I am, I cannot stay out here for long I require a host whenever you have a host what are you doing I am an inherited will when i when we were removed what were you doing finding myself and as you say finding yourself you see that their head sort of like picks up a little bit and then nods And it says, I am like you and not. To see where you are now brings me joy. As I am, I could not be that. I was not joy. I am pain. I 
I'm going to to drink the uh, potion of draconic majesty. Okay. Just flashing through my echoes. Does any of this make sense to any of them? You know that for echoes, for how you've met them, how you've encountered them, each one of them stems from a fracture in what is effectively, if we are considering you Arjan Prime, a fracture in the timeline or a decision that was made, a left instead of a right, um, a father instead of a mother, that sort of thing, like depending on these interactions. And you all know that they have come from a deciding place that the environment, that the situations that they were a part of made them who they are. This blood echo, this sanguine representation of what Arjan was at that time when he expelled the blood from his body, that is what is left here. And you get the sense that, in a way, this, seeing this here, seeing this creature here, is a representation, a, a physical manifest of one of those divergent points. He's my, he's my Horcrux diary. Effectively, yes. And they see you in your draconic, in your draconic majesty, and they like flare out their wings as best they can. But you can see that they don't have the demeanor that you do, even with their wings fully out and even standing at their their full height the way that they look towards you in this moment isn't a person standing with like waving their arms trying to scare a bear they are feeling a sense of pride but also longing looking at what if they had stayed what they could have become if they were allowed to have stayed do you want to keep existing like this or Should I try to take you back? And the creature says, To be alone is to be cold. I am tired of being cold. Everyone's going to take his claws and just sort of, um, dig into his shoulder and make a vital sacrifice. Okay. Um, and then just reach out his claws 
now covered in his own blood and rip them through the elemental. Okay. No attack roll necessary. As your blood mixes, your current blood mixes with your old blood, the you see like its form morphs around your hand it doesn't like sever in half it is sort of like um it is just taken with you like uh adjusting to the blood and it will coat your hand and um you hear a i think that the last thing that you hear is uh a more internalized a a sort of psychic echo of this creature as it says thank you for letting me be warmth there's your deep breath as the um blood just sort of the wound uh, just sort of heals back up. Okay, that was weird. I'm sure that's a metaphor that somebody will explain. Probably nice in the courtyard. Um, should we get back to the ship? And Rasa, uh, I think she sort of looks at you and there is a like, there's, like, a knowing smirk that she has seeing this. She nods. Um, and Arjun will just sort of uh, toss the flask back to her. Um, and uh, plane ship them back to the legacy. Okay. Sounds good. So, plane shift back to the tyrant. Um and upon arriving uh the rest of your the rest of your group calum you said that you're reading Corey. i'm assuming that fall Corey and summer Corey were shooting the shit uh summer Corey being like i smoke now it's cool and you being like no that's bad for us like it is cool i admit that but like health like ah we'll live forever as an oath of ancients it's fine um i'm so sorry when you said fall quarry i heard fall quarry and then in my head is a tree <laughs> that's a, that's the never-ending space we don't go to there because we don't have the licensing for it um but thankfully uh at this point you all see uh those of you who are on the main deck at least um we'll see that there is sort of this vibrant occurrence uh, of Arjan's draconic magic as two full-sized dragons pop through a portal and rejoin your group. One black and one red. Hello. You know, honestly, if a action, like, if a if a bad dragon came in at some point, like, I'm sure that none of us... Oh, 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 oh. We're uh, not sponsored, uh, sorry. Not sponsored. An evil, an evil uh dragon came in at like i feel like at this point we're so numb to like oh these dragons just show up like i feel like we would not react quickly well i mean it helps that like no we i think that you've reacted properly when you met like an evil dragon because usually like when you see an evil one that's all about like 
hellfire and, and burning the shit out of things or like you remember with like those weird funky birds that we were fighting they had like the sharp teeth and they were like draining blood and also had like dragon bits oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was mm -hmm, wild mm -hmm. but like you met like an evil dragon that time and you did like the first thing that you did was like hey we yeah. need to talk to that lady like well, you saw an evil dragon but then later when it was like you know doing causing destruction you knew the thing to do yeah i'm pretty anyway. sure the first evil dragon we fought killed me that wasn't even a dragon that was just snow contracts that wasn't a real of... dragon no it was in the shape of a dragon uh, it was how real, disappointing was... you got killed by a snowman Imagine, like, Summer Cory is also giving her shit for this. That was you, too! You almost got killed by magma. It's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, remember, folks, drink the potion before jumping in. I did remember the potion, though, in the end. Eventually, you were, like, one foot in the lava. Or... Magma underground. <laughs> You can't psych yourself out over that. Gotta rip off the band-aid. Jump in the lava. Drink the potion first, but drink the lava. Potion. Jump. Make the plan, execute the plan, throw the plan out the window because something went wrong, create a new plan. Exactly. That's That sounds stupid. Who would say something like that? Not a smart person. That's who. Mm. Hi, my name anyway. is Caleb Mallon. Of in the cold food, of out eat the food. Are you okay? Are you having a stroke, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I was trying to remember a, a, a limerick or a tongue twister. It worked better in the original Elvin. It's funnier in Anakian. Got it. Uh, so how how far are we from our destination? Uh, about a day's travel, give or take. All right. Mostly slow goings up here. Uh, nothing too uh, exciting has happened. Don't know where my little Chewinga friend went. We've been fighting a lot. Kayla, I need to sending my mother. Can you help me? The one person who actually knows how to like write, read, and write in the group, and it's like, "Hey, can you write my mom a letter?" <laughs> All right, but you're taking the psychic backlash. Uh, isn't that the way it should be working anyway? No, it's usually me. I don't know what that means, but I'll give it two a hands. Go. Corey's shoulders establish connection. Corey's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, well, shit. What am I gonna actually say to her? You have ten um, minutes of just talking to your mother. What I do? Yeah, yeah. that's what my established connection spell oh, does. Fuck! I thought that was just ascending. Okay, fuck. Okay. Do you have to roll to establish connection if you're not? Not on when Corey's around. Even on a nat one, mm. I pass. Nice. 
Yay. Paladin. <laughs> if Corey's not around, then I start to roll. Mm, fair, fair. <clears throat> okay. Corey's going to have a chat with her mom. Oh, I was just going to, like, I was going to fucking throw a grenade and then run. Like, Caleb's holding for... the door closed while you throw I the grenade. I was running for a whole 10 minutes. I mean, to be fair, you could just be like, like, slap his hand away, like, break the connection, like, that kind yeah, of thing. Sure. Yeah, sure. Just attack sure, him, sure. make him lose concentration <laughs> on the spell. Good luck with Warcaster and plus 10 cons to the con. <laughs> we don't want to go down that road. Mage Slayer, baby. Um, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Corey, uh, establishes connection with her mother, um, and says, Mother, this has to stop. And she says, it will stop a lot sooner if you tell me where you are, daughter of mine. <clears throat> well, currently, I'm in the Astral Sea. But what you're chasing now is my spring self. And I would thank you not to, because she's trying to have a lovely honeymoon and I don't want to be bombarded with memories of being chased down by my mother when I get back. Well, then maybe you should have told me that you were getting married. We had plans in store. We also have quite a few documents that we would need nope. your mother, loving Mother, you party. had plans. Um, I I never... Should I leave for this? No, I could tune you out. stay. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, you had plans. I never agreed to those. Why do you think I eloped? This is hella awkward. And she just shush. Um, I assumed that the reason that you eloped is the same reason that you've done most things. Because you follow your heart. And I'm sorry that I have been hounding you about this. It's difficult when I know through the years that you've spent a lot of time with your father. You've spent a lot of time around him. And he has rubbed off on you a considerable amount. And I still see him in you. It's not that I'm mad that you eloped. But with going to the Academy and becoming a Kalen and then going on to the Material Plane, I've missed a lot to make sure that this family works as well as it is, that your father can go off to the hells and have a, a new family. And I know that that's not where things are, but I was hoping that for once I could be there for a significant moment in my daughter's life. That is why I planned all of this. And I took the time in order to do so. Because I wanted to be there. And now I get to be in that memory in a completely different way. A way that I'm not exactly pleased with. I've spent a lot of resources tracking you down. 
However, I will give you this. Didn't you find it convenient that every place that you ran, there was somebody willing to help you? Who knew where you would be in order to assist? Did you think it was happenstance? You have turned this plane into an escape room, my dear. I'm sorry? I could have let you go at any time. But if you're going to take a wedding away from me, then I'm going to make sure that I am embedded somewhere deep inside of that memory that you have of sailing the seas together, of sharing nights just outside of danger, of never knowing if you've quite gotten away. Mother, you've been 12 steps ahead all along. Yes, because there's something that I need to tell you as well, my dear. Doppelgangers come at quite a fee, especially when you need to train one to look like you. Mother, where are you right now? I'm at the office. Oh my god, I thought she was going to say, look behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Just has a gun. <laughs> I can't exactly plan for these sorts of things while out on the sea. I need to make quite a few calls in order to establish that I am indeed one step ahead. And it's easy to stay one step ahead when you know a few individuals who can change the patterning of wind, who can make sure that there's always a vessel ready for escape. Have you liked your present? I... I don't know yet, to be... to be quite honest. But... Gods, you aren't wrong. I would love every minute of that. From what I've been able to see through scrying, you have been. I'm not sure about Olivier. To be fair, I honestly haven't met her. Maybe you could have brought her by for, I don't know, dinner, a visit. You know, I, I will have to make good on that. I, I do apologize. Things have been complicated with Olivier for, the, for some time, and... Hmm. Well, Mother, we really do need to catch up, don't we? I believe so. The most updates that I get are from your father, and he's gone a little... He's changed a little bit. I don't think I... the hells are good to him. I, I do believe him. he spent a, a little more time in the hells than is best. I have recommended that he get some air. Hopefully, I see him soon. And, my gods, you haven't even met Laurel yet. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, Mother. I'm sorry, who's Laurel? I, I think I can interject I, here. What? 
Has Yuglon told you about Hatterai? Oh, yes. No, I've heard about the Shadowed Man. Okay. Laurel's the godling they're looking after. And I'm going to leave this conversation to you, Corey. Uh, then I saw her face. I think that this conversation is going to take more, longer than 10 minutes. All right, then when are you going to be next available? I can pencil you in. <laughs> Corey, Corey does some correspondence with her mother and figures out when she can next chat with her. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I just realized? What? Sorry, there's just Gwen is in the background. She goes, oh my god, I forgot to tell my parents they have a grandson. <laughs> runs across the screen. <laughs> Kill just offering a hand to her. Just like, all right, everyone queue up if you have any phone calls to make. Oh, I... I... Never mind. I could, I could plane shift you there. I still have time. I mean, what is the, uh... God, level 20 is silly. Oh my god. We, we can go into Gideon. Uh, Caleb and Corey like, can go into Gideon, teleport to the Feywild, and then Caleb can teleport Corey to the Summer Isle? Spring Isle? Wherever Kalmia's thing is? She's in Summer. Wait, wait. I like uh, in regards to Olivia going to Calum's wedding. I think we spent the entire time avoiding her. She was planning Calum's wedding at the time, and like Corey was doing like season shenanigans to make sure that she could attend the wedding and also help run the wedding with her mother. Okay, yeah, no, there's. Let's <laughs> yeah, pull the trigger on the plane shift. Uh, Corey's gonna spend a day with her mom and catch her up on everything. <laughs> You can you could use Gideon to get to Spring as well. Sure, 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 sure. Right, but but if you need to go specifically to Kamiya's office, that's uh, fair. That's that's a location that Arjun would know. Um, and yeah, let's do that. That's gonna be that's gonna. But then we don't have to do any like traveling in the Feywild or anything. Sounds good. Does anybody else want to come? No, I need to go talk to my parents. <laughs> come here. Come here. I'll take you to Greenreach. Okay. So y'all go to Greenreach and talk to your parents. Like everything happened so fast. It did, uh, but in the game it happened fast. Dude, how many wanna... quarries am I bringing to <laughs> Baywatch? <laughs> it's... Bring them both. It's probably for the best. Just bring them both. Okay, so Arjan is going to bring Arjan, Rasa, Corey, and Corey to Kalmia's office. Calum is going outside to... Kalmia's office. Yeah, because Rasa and I are both huge. Calum uh, right. will take Gwen to the Goliath camp so they can pick up Leo, and, and then Phillip. head to and Philip, and then go to Greenreach. Okay. We didn't know this is what, it, what was going to happen tonight. We never know what's going to happen. No. Fun fact. I have teleport, so it'll be quick. I also want to check up on Gwen's brother, see how he's doing. Yeah, me too. Uh, 
we, we can we can fast play uh yeah. the the calmia stuff um like uh <laughs> cory yeah, cory uh arjan and who all is going rasa 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 arjan and rasa uh show up outside of uh the office on the summer aisle um and like cory goes and knocks on the door meanwhile summer cory is putting her hair up in a ponytail because this is summer cory hours you know this is this is the way mm-hmm. um <laughs> like she's going business mode um and cory knocks on the door uh and when calmia answers uh summer cory says let's do lunch and Kalmia, I think, like, cocks her head seeing two of you there and, like, gets, like, a very, like, I get to spend double the time with my daughter. And she waves at you, Arjan. And Arjan, uh, with your perception and not being, you know, distracted by, like, oh, yeah, my mom's here, uh, you sort of look past Kalmia and you see that there is a large map of the... Uh, of the sea of burning night and there are two ships that are moving seemingly on their own there are like red pins on different islands uh there's string connecting them there are quite a few documents uh and with your uh and with your um vision you basically see Kalmi is like okay if i chase them here and the winds are blowing in x direction they will have to go to this place for the nearest port when they get to that port, I'll contact one of my clerics that, or one of my cleric friends that are out there to cause a rainstorm in order to happen. Once the rainstorm hits, they won't be able to leave because it will be unfavorable conditions unless they find a sea captain who is crazy enough in order to do this. Okay, that's where this guy comes in. And then there's like a dossier on like a, a very zany sea captain. Like it's like that kind of shit where like that like whatever outcome there is Kalmia has spent the last however long planning for this if she can't plan your wedding she's gonna plan your honeymoon and you're gonna fucking like it uh <laughs> they're gonna have enough time to grab souvenirs before the next storm comes in exactly they'll have three days on the beach if they see that there's a storm brewing off the coast um when the storm blows them ashore they'll have just enough time to watch the sunrise (laughs) exactly like that kind of thing like and then like and then when you eventually reconstitute with summer cory it will be a scene of just like oh we were running for our lives but ah those were the best of times like that kind of thing like there will be this like (laughs) spring-like lens to all of the terror and trouble that has occurred right, during because, this time. Because it's spring, Corey. She's in love the entire time. God, this is ridiculous. Okay. You guys have but, three mansions. You don't think that she has crazy, crazy mom energy money? You're so, you're so right, Bestie. My, like, my mind, I'm just, sorry, my mind's just blown <laughs> over the fence. It's, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, she's gonna catch up with uh, Kalmia. Um, she's gonna let her know about like Laurel. She's gonna tell her about Dad, um, and and just like you know everything that she hasn't um, gotten like firsthand accounts of. Yeah, and she is. <laughs> she's there to catch up. Uh, Arjan, you and Rasa, are you joining uh, for this luncheon, or are you gonna go on a flyabout? 
You can have Rasa meet the Red Dragon of the Summer Isles. I, I was going to say, like, was there any, like, without going too far away, was there any, like, place that Scorchbane had that was, um, I don't know, that that just seemed like a really cool, like, dragon place, like, yeah. dragon perch or, uh, or his, uh, his former Vista. perch. Uh, we say former because if we all remember, Scorchbane actually does not reside in the Summer Isle anymore. Uh, Scorchbane has been posted up in the Winter Isle to promote a uh, more temperate environment to kind of help thaw uh, the local region. He also like flew across the Fall Isle with you when you guys were doing a Hellfire scenario. Scorchbane's been around for a while. Uh, but Scorchbane currently is over in winter. So you could actually go to his old perch, which is just this very tall outcropping uh, that he used to look up out upon the Summer Isle. Um, all things considered, you'll be able to get there and back again while Corey's doing their thing. I'll sending him and let him know that, uh, that, you know, hey, a couple of dragons are using your perch right now will be gone in or, or your old perch will be gone in like you know a couple hours yeah uh scorchbane uh essentially just like gives you uh gives you a thumbs up emoji like the equivalent thereof um and just uh i think that the only response that he has is um that perch treated me well for uh hundreds of years May it treat you just as. Sounds good. Uh, so yeah, Arjan and um, and Rasa are at Scorchbane's old pad. Uh, Corey, uh, the Corys are getting lunch with Kalmia. Uh, Kalem, you had gone to uh, gone to Uvarskold picked up philip picked up leo with gwen and then you all teleported out to Greenreach. um and when you uh i think that like when you teleport there and when you arrive are you bringing grayskull with you yeah. or, and hexton would hexton want to go not really but like he'd go yeah no i didn't think so okay. no no <laughs> that's fine you want to go but no not really all right cool <laughs> That's that's totally that's totally fine. Uh, in uh, his okay. words, somebody needs to watch over the ship. Mm-hmm. Mutiny. Okay. <laughs> we get back. He's just pumping iron. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, go up to the cottage. Knock on the door. I'll get it. And uh, the door opens, and it's uh, it's your father, and just. Oh, it's so Surprise. good to see you. Hello. Hi. Hi, brought. Oh, heart. hello. Ma? Uh, she's <laughs> out back right now, but oh. I can go get her. Uh, here, come in, come in. Um, And he, like, puts a hand in, like, a whispered voice and, like, says in Halfling, Did the others... Don't no, seem no, 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 like no, 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 no. They're okay. They're okay. They're okay. okay, and okay. We just, we're split. I, I have to explain who everybody is, but I'd rather do it with everybody. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Here. Let me get your mother. Um, uh huh. 
and he like leans out the window to songbird uh and uh he like makes a he makes a whistling sound that sounds like a bird call and you hear a response Mm -hmm. back um and then your mom uh walks in uh and kind of still uh like uh still in this or not even in this room i think that he would actually be kind of out and about as you guys had built Mm -hmm. him like a an all-terrain wheelchair last Mm -hmm. time you were here um but i think um your father uh says oh wayne uh boys will play uh ever since you last showed up with that wonderful wheeled chair uh he's doing well he's made friends uh that's old good. enough now and he's practiced with it enough that uh, we still let him we we allow for him to go down the road by himself wow big kid huh he grows up fast mm-hmm. but you did give him a set of wheels so yeah uh, well he can go fast fast huh he i keep telling him to avoid big hills but he just gets this <laughs> wild look in his eye which would you no, I wouldn't. That's why I tell him to avoid them at all costs. Yeah. Not to drive him to do it, but it's a parent's responsibility to still encourage our children not to yeah. go directly yeah. into danger. Not that, that it really, you know, it doesn't yeah. take, uh, especially yeah. in our family. But yeah. That's so how true. have you been? How, how, how are things? I'm Good. glad to hear your friends aren't dead. I'm sad that they couldn't yeah. join us. That's all right. We had a big party coming anyways. Uh, I guess I'll just uh, introduce everybody. Oh, my God. It is so good to finally meet you. As, like, this shadow in the doorway squinches in and just, uh, oh, okay, you're tall. And, like, <laughs> your dad just gets brought up into a big hug from Grayskull. And Grayskull's like, you've been like my dad as well. Thank you. It's just, I uh, don't... I don't ever recall that part of my past. <laughs> Dad, uh, this is Grayskull. He was living in the the axe. Oh, who was in my in, oh. in my brain. He is now alive. Okay, okay, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, I'm you know going Caleb. to guess. Yes, uh, wizard bullshit. Yep. Yeah. I have to get my swears in before the boy comes back. That's fair. Um, and then. Uh, We're going this... to three times the normal amount of stew, and your mother just like nods, like I'm on it. This is this is Leo. Oh, we. Well, you and know he Phil. like looks at you, looks at Grayskull, and this like no, moment no, no, of no, confusion no, no, no. about Caleb, him. Or, uh, uh, Philip and I have decided to adopt Leo. Oh. Oh hi, Philip! And like waves. And Philip is, Hello. <laughs> I think Philip is like Todd. Come on, like we get, you're not allowed inside. Just bah. yes, I know that. Like you're allowed everywhere at the other place. And he's still like trying to like get Todd to like pay attention. I think if anything, like he'll be like, I'll go get Owain. I'll yeah. I'll go make sure. I'll go get your brother. He'll be thrilled to see Todd looks like this. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, Philip uh, ends up leaving, um, and your father just, well, that's good. Adoption, you know, is is a very noble pursuit. Um, we, you know, we thought about it a few times. Uh, if 
nothing had taken in the next 15 years before you were born. We were really going to have it on the table. But then we were blessed with a with my little girl who's all grown up. So, uh, Leo. I said, I it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Leo, these are my parents. So they are your grandparents. And Leo just sort of like nods. Uh, Ma, did you have a name picked out that you wanted to be called? And you see that? And, like, she, like, drops her ladle into the pot and her head whips around. <laughs> and she, and you, like, get that look on her face. And a quick, very quiet, I thought this day would never come. Uh, and she says, me, Ma. So you, you can call her Mima. This is your Mima. I know it doesn't work like that in the Goliath tribe. We don't really have like, you know, elders in that regard, but because she is my mom, the person who gave birth to me in halfling society, she is the one who raised me and, and my dad. And, uh, they took care of me up until I was an adult and they are I'm guessing gonna want to be part of your life. Oh, we would love to. We would absolutely love to get to know more about this strapping young man. You look like... Are you hungry? One of the best parts about visiting Grandpa and Mima is gonna be, uh, you know, always gonna be some fresh stew on the pot. Mm -hmm. it's, it is a fantastic stew. I know the Goliath food's pretty good. This is incredible. Get ready for a treat. And Leo, uh, who is still getting accustomed to you being like, I've adopted you, and him being like, my real parents are definitely still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're just like, these <laughs> are your grandparents! And he's like, okay. Like, he's very, like, he's not, like, yeah. put off it's by It's going to take him ten minutes it's with these gonna, people, and he's oh, going to be like, yeah. this is great! Yeah, no, like, when he realizes that, like, oh, like, they're all, like, the chieftain here. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and I think that's when, uh, like, as dinner is sort of getting ready, um, and it is towards serving time, you will hear the clatter of a cart uh, as well. Uh, actually, I don't even think you would hear the clatter of a cart. I think that you would just hear, like, the, the clomping mm -hmm. uh, of... Todd, uh, his thunderous hooves returning. Yeah. Uh, Philip having strapped the wheelchair onto the uh, onto the back of Todd, and then uh, sort of sitting with Owain uh, in front of mm -hmm. him. And Owain uh, is just like petting this mm -hmm. ridiculous god goat, um, and is just like like loving the stories that Philip is saying. Uh, and I think like as they come around, he's like. So why did you pretend to be somebody else and run away from my sister? <laughs> Let's not get into that right now. Hey, look, Gwen. Oh. Hey, buddy. She like picks him up off of Todd and like puts him on her shoulders. Yeah, and Owain is just very much like, just like kind of up there. And you see that he's like trying to balance a little bit. His balance isn't that good. Mm -hmm. So he's just sort of like yeah. flopped his upper mm -hmm. half onto your head. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's just like has his arms up here and he's giving you a big old hug from up there. And you see Philip is like getting the, the chair off of Todd mm -hmm. and 
Todd, for what it's worth, is being oddly respectful uh, of this whole thing. Good. Uh, Elaine, this is Grayskull. He is gonna, he's like, kind of like your uncle. He's like my best friend. Remember how I had that spirit in me? That's him. Yeah. He's, he's real, real now. I mean. Uh, you can call me Unky if you want. <laughs> I won't make you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is Leo. Uh, Leo's parents are missing. So Philip and I have decided to take care of him and He's going to train with us and live with us um, so he can get big and strong to go find his parents. So he's kind of like our uh, adoptive uh, baby boy right now. I mean, he's not a baby, but you know what I mean. And Leo like looks him up and down and then looks back towards you. Does that make him my nephew? Well, I mean, I guess technically, but you guys could be more like, cousins because you're like around the same age well kind of it, y y y just just call him leo okay it's nice to meet you leo and owain like rolls up and extends his hand out and leo just sort of like he has not seen a wheelchair before mm -hmm. so it's very difficult for him like not to look at it because he doesn't really uh -huh. know what it is mm -hmm. he gets the gist of it though and and mm -hmm shakes uh shakes Wayne's hand um but he seems polite enough not to mm -hmm. like ask like what's yeah. that for like he's clearly yeah. seeing it as a mobility a, aid. Yeah. yeah yeah um uh we're gonna be here for just a little bit we're not staying for too too long but I thought everyone should meet before we uh before we you know I'm, I'm dealing with the whole like big worms in space thing so it's a nice little quiet time for us and uh Caleb brought us here to, to for everyone to meet and, and party up uh you, i mean uh and have a nice dinner together and i think everyone is like they're on board for it this seems good um your uh your father ends up asking uh for gravy or uh, gray skull's help um mm -hmm. to be able to um uh, to actually like go outside they're setting up uh they're setting up seating outdoors the party table uh, yeah. yeah because it's like it's towards the end of spring beginning of summer the nights are still going to be carrying like are still going to be pretty warm going on into the evening mm -hmm. um and it's just easier to set up food more potluck style when you have that many people uh and it is that nice out versus like everyone in your halfling domicile yeah. uh when two of them are goliaths and you already have more company uh, uh -huh. than you typically have during a day um and it goes by really well mm -hmm. i think um your dad like you can hear your dad and grayskull talking uh and um your dad asks grayskull like oh grayskull like is that like that like a title is that your is that the full name Family i'm name. not trying to pry but like where we come from i'm sure you know it's usually like a first name last name situation and grayskull says eulalian but nobody calls me that just mm. uh, okay i won't but uh it is a pleasure to get to know you i 
I don't know how much you know about me, to be honest. Uh, I don't expect my daughter to talk about me all the time. Uh, I mean, like, I was there, like, did some cool stuff when it was all, like, snowy out things. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, no, okay. No, I remember you. I remember. Mm -hmm. Now that you're less, like, see-through uh, and, and mystical, you know, I was curious. Uh, uh, just, you look good. You look cut. <laughs> Grace called just, oh, thank you. you know, I work really hard to maintain this figure. Uh, and your dad is just, I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he's just. Like, I have our toast. It's a family. Um, and yeah, I think that uh, there is toast uh, that is had to family. Uh, it looks like. Um, uh, it's not the right season yet for, uh, for you know, apple cider to be had mm -hmm. readily available. Uh, but there is Damn. some very, like, it's like, it's kind of like bubbly. Like, it's a non-alcoholic, but it's made from strawberry. Um, oh, that's sparkling. Yeah, so it's it's more of like a, 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 a strawberry cider uh, that has been presented that... Uh, Wayne gets to drink and then they offer that to Leo as well and Leo gets like this look where he's just like I get beer at home but he's like 10 years old so your parents are like I don't know how yeah. uh, our customs you get juice like yeah uh, and so like Leo does have this like I could eat as much as I want at grandma and grandpa's house but they don't have mm -hmm. any booze yeah <laughs> eh. that one, one thing day. that keeps one day, him from funny. yeah one day uh, when he's old enough when he's yes, Noctua, thank you. A strawberry cordial. Yeah. Uh yeah. to channel our uh to channel inner our, inner Brian, uh, our inner Brian jocks uh from Redwall is strawberry cordial had by all. Uh Simon. Yes. Could Caleb have picked up the cordial from the brewery while um Gwen was talking with her parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Specifically the, because uh, the Three Rivers Brewing Company. I want to yeah. check on the bean leg. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about the bean leg. So when you get there, it is a weird monument. Like, they have built, like, there's, like, a gate around it now. Like, it's not something that you can just easily access. And it looks like there is, like, a little placard uh, basically saying, like, um, <laughs> like, this was left by the heroes who saved Greenreach. Um, they do not see uh, necessarily that there is like toes and like other bits coming up from it. They just see a weird beanstalk. Uh, but it seems that they have been using the fruits from this <laughs> beanstalk uh, to make special brews. So if you want to pick up uh, a, if you want to pick up a barrel of last leg, uh you are you're more than welcome to no i, I think it'd be called uh no like to stand on i'm here for it it's a voodoo ranger flavor <laughs> <laughs> they, i mean he said multiple brews it's all just leg pun yeah there's i mean it is a like there are some that's like a fermented bean juice um like, because, it, again, it is a bean leg. It's not, like, growing regular fruit from it. It's growing growing beans. Uh, but it seems like, you know, 
an adamame style beer. It's pretty good. It's like a sake. Got it. It's more of a goze. You want it to have it <sighs> be, uh, something a little bit saltier to kind of go with that earthy flavor for it. Caleb takes out a crystal orb, uses portrait, and then casts Galdr's Speedy Carrier and just drops it inside, targeting Corey. Which one? Uh, if you don't specify, roll a d4, and we'll have fun. Fall Corey. Fall Corey. Okay. <laughs> Four! <laughs> yeah, because what, one could go to Olivia because she has the season of winter in her. Oh shit! It would go to like fucking. Uh... Olivia notably does not have the. Season yeah, Olivia of does not have the season of winter. That was uh, a never Shark. did. That was a trick by Shaw. Right, right, right. Uh, it would uh, probably the go to. Season of winter is currently in the in the Raven Queen. Who's the season um, of death? Who is the season of death? I think that'd be hilarious. No, I'm gonna send it to the Raven Queen. <laughs> Okay. I think that'd be infinitely funnier because she has Coriander's memories. Yeah, she would remember the bean leg. Also, I need to hit my talk to family quota. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah, just have a good family night and uh, get a, get, everyone get to know each other and, uh, you know, home before bedtime sort of thing. As Gwen is drinking, Calum just leans over. That uh, uh, beverage is made from my leg, by the way. Uh, <laughs> back into the cup. Grayskull. What's it down? Really? Uh, yeah, you, re you remember when I lost my leg to Dendar and the furballs gave me the plant leg? Which yeah. then lot fell off after I got the new leg back in and we planted it in front of the brewery. Oh shit, right, yeah. Yeah, they're using that to ferment the beans that come from it. Oh, resourceful. Yeah. I think it actually turned out pretty well. It's not bad. Could be a little bit higher in the, like, drinky scale, but, like... No, nah, they tasty. just need to ferment it for, like, another month, I think. It's tasty, regardless. Yeah. Anyways. Fight the intrusive <laughs> thoughts, RJ. Fight the intrusive <laughs> thoughts. They've been yeah, selling just... canned toes for months now. Mm -hmm. No, I was about to just whisper, I'm inside you. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> uh, so as the uh, wonderful meal that is being held in Green Reach comes to a close, uh -huh. is the wonderful meal that is being, yeah. Kalem, uh, uh, can you make a sending stone for Leo and my parents? What? Uh, we could always buy one. It would okay. take me far longer to make one than just to find it. Okay. This is that. Yeah, um, I could... <laughs> what, Connor? What did you just figure out? <laughs> Don't know why, but I feel like I'm about to have to buy two more cell phone plans. <laughs> it's all right they're a tax write-off <laughs> yeah for business totally anyways i think tonight was incredible it was good to see you guys um can i talk mom dad can i talk to you just for a second oh yeah yeah 
Hey boys, come out here. I'm gonna show you something cool. Oh yay! And Grayskull like runs out. Wait. What, Gwen? Don't blow anything up. I'm not. Closes the door, casts a fifth level fly targeting. Um, the boys. The boys. And I'll just have them fly around for a while. Grayskull's, well, no, Grayskull can fly, yeah, so. He, he's, he's like, they he's are the showing. He's Peter Pan of this group. Well, no, that's the thing is Grayskull is not adept at flying yet. This is oh. a very new thing. So they're all basically like functioning at the same at the same uh, uh, skill. It's like swimming, boys. You have to like, oh wait, no. Oh, Wayne, I can't swim. <laughs> Neither could I, but I learned. Uh, hey, so, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, they just seem like they're having fun out there. Yeah, Um. so there is you know we're going to do something big and important, right? You said that there were worms in space, a place where worms uh, notably are not usually found, so I'm assuming that it's very dangerous and, and fraught uh, with... Well, I remember when winter was here, and we thought that was bad. Yeah, so, uh, like, realistically, this is probably the most danger I'm ever gonna be in or ever have been in, and I fought my god, so... um. I think that, yeah, um, just in case anything happens, I just want to say that I know things were rocky for a while, um, and I haven't really been around too much uh, since then, but I, you know, as an adult and with retrospect, I, I know you guys did your best, and I know that it wasn't, it, it really didn't have anything to do with you guys when I left. It was more what I needed to do for me. And I just don't want you guys to think that, like, uh, you know, I was trying to run away from you. I think I was just, you know, trying to be who I wanted to be. And that's how I needed to do it, you know? I don't know why you would have thought that we were mad at you. Rightfully, um, we didn't have a means of getting in contact with you, uh, scrounging up uh, money for uh, a sending stone or something like that. Well, we would have had to have somehow gotten you a sending stone. Yeah. When you left, we assumed the worst. Not that you resented us but that you were gone that was the, the more crushing thing that being said I am glad you came back I know that your mother and I weren't the best parents we i mean it was our first time really uh not that that is any excuse we just didn't know how to raise you i'm sure it wasn't easy i know i didn't make it easy so well if memory serves the 
first thing you did when meeting your quote-unquote new parents was stomp that man's foot. Did do that. Yep. Mm -hmm. so, Gotta establish dominance. So if anything, uh, I'm thankful that you found sturdier parents than us. <laughs> well, that being I mean, said, I I wish that I had been there more. Wish that I had been able to be there more. Whether it was just sending you uh, containers of your mother's soup of her stew, I, I don't know how they would have kept, but we would have figured out a way. Um, or even just a letter here and there. But knowing that you're okay now, uh, and knowing that our legacy lives through you, and your legacy, from what I've heard, is turning into a sizable town. A place for scholars? You didn't hear it from me. You heard it from her. And he, like, points to your mom, and she just, like, looks at him like, what the fuck, man? Your brother. You showed martial prowess. But your brother is beginning to manifest abilities. Like magic? Nods. Man, you thought you had it hard with me. He's a quick read. An excellent study. And he is a wonderful boy. If you find room in your city for a small group from the countryside, know that it would humble me greatly. To ask for help, especially from my daughter, who I know ran away not because of what we did, but it is still we weren't the best parents for you, but I hope that you can help us be the best parents for your brother. Yeah, I think I can pull a few strings. Got some some weight to throw around in that town. It looks like he'll already have a friend if he goes, and he sort of eyes up in the sky, and you mm -hmm. can see Owain and Leo just, like, flying around, and then Grayskull just, mm -hmm. oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, God. Like, <laughs> just, like, just, yeah, just a PNG <laughs> slight rotate, like, going from point A to point B. There's a mage hand that goes up next to Grayskull to steady his back. Yeah, he'll like grab onto it and then pull to right himself, but he has more than five pounds of weight in the pull, so it breaks the mage oh. hand. It just causes him to like flip again. Uh, Grayskull, release it! Grayskull, release it! I'll catch you! <laughs> oh boy. But you're wow. so small! I'm trusting you, boy! Trust me! <laughs> And Grace, you just watch his Grace school, just like a rock. Featherfall. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, of course. Uh, I guess the other thing is, um, like I said, we're going into some pretty, 
pretty big danger. And uh, this, I mean, I don't expect anything bad to happen. It's me. It's us. It's fine. But if I don't come back, I will leave instructions for everybody and, and make sure everybody knows what to do and, uh, you know, that sort of, just make sure everything's taken care of. And your father puts his, both of his hands on your shoulders. And I think we'll like put like, or he'll, uh, instead of his shoulders, he'll like put them on the sides of your head and he'll bring you into a slight headbutt and says, Guinevere Proudfoot. Don't talk as your father as you, my one action as your father. Do not speak like this is the thing that will fail you. You have traveled to different worlds. You have survived a city that fell. You have saved countless metropoli, metropolises, big places. You've traveled to the Feywild for fun and to save an entire, to save an entire plane. This is worms we're talking about. Dangerous worms, I understand. But you are a proud foot. And that's not for nothing. So, yeah. as I said, my one action as a father, if you go, I demand you return so we can host a feast worthy of a savior. The okay. proud foot does not get to host the feast as often as we should, and I would like for one of us to be the reason the feast is had, at least in these parts. Okay. All right. I promise. I'll hold you to it. Your mother will haunt you if you don't. Oh my God. Why would yep. you say that? I just... <laughs> Can you go on with like, it's a playful threat. It's fine. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's going to be, I promise. I mean, I'm trying not to be boastful here, but, you know, Talos does like me a lot, so hopefully, as long as I'm not, like, <laughs> magic dead, dead. I don't really know how it works. I came back once. I'll come back again, right? Not that I'm going to die, because it's going to be so awesome. Just us and my axe friends and Grayskull, and we got dragons on our side. It's going to be fine. You live a fantastical life. And one day, when it's slow enough, I'd like to hear about all of the stories that I missed. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Just like, I've been going for a while. I've been on adventures and fighting and training and being a chieftain. And 
I could use some slow. I think I'm ready for the slow for a while. I got a kid to raise. Good luck. You know, yeah. I, it takes a village is the saying, but from what you've told me, I think you already have that lined up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totes. And yeah, when I come back, you guys can come visit for the summer or something. We would love that. Wouldn't we? And your mom has just been like, like just like holding it together and rather than um rather than say anything about visiting she rushes up to you like mm -hmm. pulls you into that mom hug mm -hmm. and with her hand on the back of your head in a in a cradle like hug she says i'm glad you were my daughter I'm glad that you are my mom. And she kind of like picks her head up. And my dad. And I'm going to do our family proud. Feet. She and they both like your mom sort of just like is like <laughs> brushing away tears. It's definitely not me as the GM who needs to do it. <laughs> um, and I think that as this scene comes to a close, this is a great time for us to go to our break for the evening. We're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice. And we'll see all of you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. It's the button. Hello, everybody. Simon. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. You do a good job on this channel. You do a good job of being my friend. Simon. <laughs> wow. I must ask you a question. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is Waluigi's favorite series. I don't know. Star Wars. <laughs> God damn it. Try smacking the butt a couple of times to get the batteries oh going. God. Oh my God. It, it's too, it's, it's too late. <sighs> All right, everybody give your best wah to, to round it out. Wah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that one's really good. I haven't practiced it. I have practiced it. <laughs> Incredible. God, I fucking love you guys. This is great. I, I, I too am also proud in... of you. <laughs> I was wondering yeah. why Connor was putting in the earbuds and <laughs> I was like, I think I don't remember him wearing those. Have I been gaslighting myself this whole time? <laughs> All right. So where we left off at the break, Gwen, you were having a fantastic feast with your family. Corey, you were having a wonderful luncheon with your mother on the Isle of Summer. And Arjan, you and Rasa were just getting away for a little bit. Just hanging out at your old friend Scorchbane, the Red Comet's old pad. And unless there's anything anybody else wants to do, throughout this day 
can head back to the ship. Sound good? Good. Oh, I offer Gwen's parents. Um, oh, by the way, I heard everything about uh, Wayne. If his magic does get a little bit uh, in the realm of needing management, I have some friends up in Vascor. Didn't that city collapse? Well, there's a small subset of people that are still there. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll take you up on that. I assume getting a hold of you is the... Uh, I will get you a sending stone. When you can. It's not... Uh, uh, no pressure. You know, those things, they aren't cheap. I'm pretty sure one cent, a set of sending stones could pay for this place for at least half a year. What happened to all the money I gave you? We've been using it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Developing the land. Put it back. Raise the property value. All of my, it, currently, all my money is with our with the big tall dragon boy. Our oh, treasurer. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I would give you more, but I don't have any. I don't. Hold on. She like goes You've in her bag. Already bed. given us so much. No, no, I've got more. We put we put some of it aside for a Wayne school fund. Uh, oh, here, she pulls out a giant tooth. What? This is from the Kraken. Oh yeah, Kraken tooth. Ah. Huh. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, when we take it to town, mm. roughly how much should we ask for? Can I incite the Kraken Tooth? Yeah, incite the Kraken Tooth. Well, a... <laughs> well, a person goes for a thousand gold. Uh, I got 2, a 19. 000. You got a how much? Uh, 19, 19 on insight. You know, uh, they would have to travel a long way to sell this. They're going to hold on to it because it's something that their daughter gave them. But you also know that the way that they're looking at it, like, oh, thank you. If you came back here in a week, it might still be in the same place. If you came back here in a year, it will most likely be like put into the shed until they figure out what to do with it um you know what gwen maybe we should sell it on our own time and give your parents the gold it might actually be a far more exorbitant price than the entirety of green reach could afford oh okay Ooh. uh mm, okay um then i will give you not asmodeus's ring um Here's a band of loyalty. <laughs> Could you put this on and say all crows fly free? Oh my god. Uh it's uh I you know what here? She pulls out an ever burning torch. Oh. There you go. See Yo, this won't this go out. This is useful. Look it, Yep. Are you saying that this won't go out? Hey, bring by the rain barrel. And he like sticks it in and pops out. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thank you. Of course. This is this is the equivalent of giving your dad a screwdriver set on Christmas. Like you could <laughs> give him something exorbitant, but like ultimately, mm -hmm. he just wanted a new drill. 
yeah. Like he just wants a pair of socks. Yeah, like I just want a new hat. As far as like utility and everything, like this is gonna go a lot of distance for him. Hey, Gwen, am I like Leo's uncle? Yeah. Hmm. Why? I'm just wondering. Uh, he'll reach into his bag and plop a book down in Wayne's lap. Uh, the pages are still blank, but I think every wizard should have a spell tome. I'm a wizard? You have and magical like, abilities. And, like, you see, like, Gwen's parents. Oh. Um, but, like, it is too late. He's like, I'm going to be a <laughs> wizard. And they're like, oh. Okay. Yes, but if I've learned anything from spellcasters, and I know some good ones. You should introduce you me sometime. You have to be very careful and cautious. If you start just throwing things around willy-nilly, the goddess of magic is going to get pissed at you and age you or do really bad things, okay? Listen She's to not... your parents. Listen to your parents. Practice carefully and only with someone who knows what they're doing, like an adult who knows magic, okay? They, he nods. Listen, Owen, coming from someone who has done all the trials and tribulations, um, doing magic is risky if you don't know what you're doing. Even if you do know what you're doing, it's pretty risky. But it's a lot easier when you have people who can help you. So, when Gwen and I are finished with this task, maybe I'll swing by to help you out. And he just silently nods, like he doesn't know how to say thank you for you, one, telling him he's a wizard, two, giving him a wizard book, and three, being the most the powerful wizard possibly on this continent, just being like, don't worry, kid. I'll get you. Like, it's his version of, oh, wow, thanks, Mean Joe Green. Like, you just gave him, <laughs> like, like a, the, like a make-a-wish. Like, he got the, the ultimate I can't cast wish anymore. I know. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> uh, also, Leo, I may be a wizard, but also I was trained as a fighter, so I have a couple of things lying around. Do you need anything? Um, and he sees like a wizard spell book that you just gave to him. Um, I've got knives. I've got swords. Caleb, cool. Caleb, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Wooden. I could do wooden. Or on your fifteenth birthday, I can get you something really sweet. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And like you, like Caleb, in this moment, you have not only become the cool uncle. This young lad has imprinted on you. Uh oh. Uh oh. Like when you show up to any family gathering, Leah will be right there, being like, "So, like, I'm getting like I'm 14 now. I'm super strong and stuff." Like he's like he is not ever going to forget that you promised him something great on his. I will. Day. I will. I will be on him. Like. Hey, what are you training? Okay, cool. You're doing axes? All right, I'll look for something. Joke's You're into you. swords You're now? Interest. All right. Oh, yeah. No. 
Gwen, just one of those like, maybe bringing the wizard here wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Get wizard Santa. Leo, it's time for you to go back to the tribe. We'll see you. I'll I'll let you know how things uh, pan out, and we'll uh we'll plan for a summer couldn't, vacation. Couldn't Leo stay with Grandma, uh, Grandpa, and Mima for a bit, and Phil Philip can just walk him back? What do you I'm, want? I don't want to impose. Uh, Leo, I think he wants to stay here. Just a little bit longer. It seems like he and Owain were like really starting to like get to mm -hmm. that friendly rhythm with each other. Mm -hmm. Owain's a, a really, you know, he's a really good kid. Rambunctious child. <laughs> All right, uh, Leo. Just remember, Owain is is not trained like you are in fighting. So if you do practice together, gentles. Okay. He nods. Uh, Gwen hugs Owain, hugs Leo, like, just gives him a, you better be good for them, you know, if I hear about it. <laughs> and then gives, uh, give, goes to his, goes to her parents and just says, all right, I'll, I'll call you. And your dad, like, makes sure to give you just, like, a little bit more lingering of a hug. Mm -hmm. And your mom, uh, she'll come over and she'll give you a hug as well. Um, and she says, um, I know that you're going to be going off and having a wonderful adventure and, and all of that, but just remember you're never too far to stop in and say hello. And she will give you a jar with some of her homemade stew in it. I was going to ask. I didn't even have to ask. <laughs> She's like, thank you so much, Mom. Now, Gwen, I love you guys. Yeah. For you, as this is your childhood stew, this will act as a potion of superior healing. The very rare health potion. Yes. Just can you imagine, like, the, you know, potions are like four ounces. The, Gwen, in the middle of combat, is just like, <laughs> this stew. Oh, yeah. Grandma's stew is the best health potion on the material plane it is mm -hmm. it has been proven time and time again all right would it count as a potion of supreme healing if we heated it up first uh is this it's the it's the very rare one it is the oh the supreme yeah so it's 10 d4 yeah. plus 20. yeah yep dang so just all remember right. when you're fighting the elder gods and you get a little hungry yeah. mm -hmm. thanks mom have some soup Oh, mom made it for you. Gwen, I totally forgot I got this for you. Hands her a bad bitch silly straw to go with the soup. <laughs> ah! It takes so long to go through all of the loops. It's so chunky. It takes several, like, deep dregs in order to get there. I'm letting Gwen you know from experience. <laughs> could, it, could it be a bad bitch silly straw, but it has the thickness <laughs> of a boba, like, silly oh straw? God, let's, not talk, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. All right. Gwen's got the strength uh, score for it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, so you have uh, you have waved goodbye to your parents. You have been bestowed with some wonderful stew. 
Uh, like Caleb said, you know, the money that you gave them, they put back into the farm. They were able to grow really good materials, and they used that materials with a dash of your mother's love uh, and your father's pride and made something quite special. Uh, if anybody else uh, imbibes in the stew, it will be a regular stew, but for you, is a, is a very good stew. Yet hacked. That nostalgia factor. Um, yeah, right. Okay. So, you are all able to return back to your vessel. Arjan? Arjan would have hit the, the point of turning back. He would have, yes. So, whenever he and Rasa come to pick Corey back up, uh, shit. Uh, Rasa, uh, would you? I, I can't teleport us again. We would have to go through Gideon, but I don't think there's a way for you to get through unless I put you in the flask. And she will nod say, I'm okay with this. If you want to avoid that, you could spend hit die to true polymorph her into a form that can. No, I can't. Oh, you can't. Oh, that's an interesting stipulation. I, so I've I've reeled in like the limit that I'm putting on the Great Burn stuff is that I can only do it in the hour that I'm oh in the majestic your... form. Okay, Ooh. and that has run out. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So Rasa, um, she says, as long as you don't keep her in there for long, she'll right. be okay. So um, she goes into the iron flask. Um, <laughs> Which I would never be able to do without her consent. Because, yeah. Like, she she was legendary resistance out of it anyway. Also true. <laughs> Sorry, um, force of habit. No, um, she, she accepts this. Uh, she actually likes the idea. Um, one of those, like, in the late nights, um, when the two of you have been, like, sort of, uh, you know, like, layer talk. Uh, while the two of you have been um, away, like the idea of just like, oh, if only I was a bronze dragon, then I could just, or a copper dragon, then I could just turn into a little mouse and hang out in your pocket all the time, and we could just, we could just go places, like that kind of thing. Um, so she is, she's, she likes the idea of being carried around, um, but you know, as long as it's not for too long. So, mate in bottle iron uh silver door handle to get back into gideon mm -hmm. and then so, out of gideon back onto the ship it's a bottle episode not since uh not since chris estrada we had one of those <laughs> um so yeah you get back out on the gideon pop out um and she just immediately like stretches gives you a a loving nuzzle uh and says it wasn't that bad I think. Okay. I say I think everything was the right size for me. It's just, it's weird. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, and I'll okay. give her the blast back. Okay. 
and be very careful not to tell her to do anything until the effect wears off. Yeah. Um, yeah, she will, you know, she'll take it. And then she'll just hang out until the effect wears off. Uh, I think the only thing that she would do is just fly. And just, like, kind of keep within, like, a 30-foot distance of you uh in the in the time during that flight but um yeah she seems fine with this um when you return hexton as well no funny business was had uh we joked earlier that he was just sort of working out uh and that is kind of what it has been you can see that like he's been getting more accustomed to the body that he has found himself in uh, flying is new, using true sight is new, having a connection that allows him to have uh, a bigger boom with a regular greatsword that he has is also uh, new for him, but he seems to have been using this time correctly. Um, that being said, the night will go by uneventfully unless anybody has anything that they would like to do uh everyone's meeting with family but there's not enough time calem spends a bit of time writing letters to everyone and casting galder speedy courier at a higher level to send them out with like small gifts okay just like explaining the situation telling them that he loves them yeah it's like bottle of alcohol for uh off constantly a small little owl plushie for amaris no uh, the response that you get back from Off Constantly uh, is a begrudged Prescott uh, who starts off with, Farron wanted you to know that we're all drinking this together when you come back. Mugwort did not want to wait. Yes, you <laughs> did say that. Uh and uh that's his response is just letting you know like they'll wait for you Bing. letter to diantha just like hey i'll be home soon um don't wait up for me though uh got something i want to discuss with you uh but it can wait the response is well then hurry your ass up i hate waiting and then there's like basically the the sound of a kiss. He sent her a a pop gun he found on uh, the Rock of Brawl that shoots out a small flag that says "Bang" on it. Oh yeah, she loves it. She thinks that's great. It's um, also a fidget toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like are constantly doing the like Smith and Weston rifle spinning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone is pleased with the gifts that uh, they have received. It turns out Calum is a very skilled gift giver uh, comparatively to his first birthday here with the group. He's come a long way. Um, so. So uh, the night goes by uneventfully. The next day rolls in and you are... Um, you were informed by uh, by Skiznabat that the Citadel of Gith uh, is but a few hours ahead. 
Uh, he knows where it is. He's sailed past it before. He's never actually been there himself. Uh, he usually tried to hop in uh, and ride the, the waves of limbo at a much higher point to try and get like to the, the ultimate treasures as he described them in the middle. Um, but obviously the rest of his crew is like, I don't know why we listened to that guy the first time. He turned into a flump because of it. And like Bill and Ted are like, fuck yeah, he turned into a flump. That was cool as hell. Um, they seem really uh, they seem really accepting of everything that's been going on and everything that has been happening. Uh, so that being said, after a few hours of travel, you eventually see what looks to be it's like a, a liquid rainbow, which I understand rainbows technically are liquid because it is like moisture that is in the air that is then being reflect, refracted. But if you could get like, uh, have, has anyone seen the Page Master with Macaulay Culkin? At the very yeah. beginning of the Page Master, when all of the paint is dripping down from the ceiling as he goes from live action into cartoon and it has all of those colors in that kind of liquid, uh, uh, malleable state. That is essentially what is coming out of the River of Limbo. But if you change the opacity to be around like the 65% and it had more of like a spring-like water texture to it, even though it was this multitude of colors, uh, you see that there are like almost like lava lamp bubbles that are coming off of it. But standing in front of this is a massive gate that is about 50 feet tall. And that is seems to kind of be diverting the river of limbo around where the citadel of Gith is. And when you spot the citadel of Gith, it is just one building. It is one large silver building sitting atop of what looks like a either a mountaintop that was cut in half, inverted, and then a thing stuck on top of it, or it's just a rock that kind of trails down as it seems they only really cared about a flat surface on one end. Either way, there is this building, uh, and as you are making your way, you can see that there are these gith that are there. Um, some of them seem to be in the midst of a sort of monastic training. Uh, it seems that even though they are not with the gith Yankee, uh, they still are they still know how to defend themselves to a degree. Uh, it just seems like it's a lot more martial in terms of learning than sword related uh although they are still like using spears and things like that it's just a lot more like again less uh war as aggression and more war as meditation space shaolin temple exactly uh made of these gif now when you arrive there's not a dock necessarily and as your ship gets lower skiznabat will uh will respond and say um We'll stay here on our ship in case anything goes down. We'll be able to offer more assistance in the air than we will be able to on land. And um, the rest of your group are able to go out. Are you bringing Rasa with you? Uh, it seems that the Gitzerai aren't like afraid or shocked uh, at the sight of this red dragon. They seem very like friendly, like, oh, hello. Like they stemming from the gith's ride to the gith yankee red dragons are part uh of their of their sister's culture um so they're not uh not surprised necessarily they're surprised to see rasa but not in a like oh my god get the pitchforks kind of way just like oh 
Oh, it's been a while since one of you came by. I'll follow Caitlin's lead on this. Okay. Uh, is anyone a like a, a party approaching us to check up on there, what's going on? Yes, there is a a slight group of them that are approaching, uh, and they seem to be led by what appears to be a, uh, a female presenting comparatively to the rest of them. I mean, they're all wearing basic robes. Um, but this uh, Gitzurai woman ends up approaching. Um, and she pulls off her hood. Uh, and you can see that she has uh, very short hair. Um, it seems like it has been cropped almost into um, almost into a bob. Like, it's not as uniform as, as and, like, fashionable. But it's more like, this hair needs to get out of my fucking face when I'm doing shit. I can't have it just, like, being around all the time. Uh, and it seems like she doesn't particularly care for it, but, uh, upon seeing you, um, she gives a, uh, a deep bow followed with this group of others that have joined her. Uh, and she, uh, introduces herself as Radina, uh, Radina the Wiser. And she asks, um, it is uncommon that we see travelers and adventurers make their way to the citadel what scene uh, how may we assist uh, hello uh my name is calum i am a magister of mistra and aid was requested from here okay um do you present the coin yeah he'll hand over the coin okay uh when you do you see that her eyes get big uh, and she shoots a look behind her, um, and there is, like, a, a, a silent recognition from the rest of this group, and they disperse. And she said, uh, she asks, where did you get this? Caleb has been wearing, like, the mask of non-detection. He clicks in the side, so it, like, shrinks down, and he'll pocket it. A, oh, what's his name? I was looking for it in questions, but I couldn't find Zareth it. Zareth Menyar Aggif. Zareth Agyar Aggif? Close enough. Uh, um, I, I repeat the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came to me in an astral form and requested that we arrive here. And when you say this, the Gif, outside of Bill and Ted, from what you know, are not known for being expressive. And from what you've seen with these meditative GIF, they also do not seem as expressive as others. When you say that you were given this by Zareth, there is a, like, her eyes get wide, and then she gets contemplative, and she just, like, grips the coin in her hand. And uh. she says, follow me. Could I insight that? Yeah, insight it. Is is my dude dead? <laughs> Did I just talk to a ghost? Sixteen. <laughs> a sixteen. It did have a kind of hopeful, like maybe it's not as bad as it could be. Look about her. It's 
so she's hopeful with she's very hopeful. my arrival here. She's hopeful with your arrival, having given her a coin, saying, Zareth handed this to me. It seems like the moment that you said Zareth's name, she was immediately like, okay, like I can trust this person because of this thing. Now, when she says to follow her, do you do so? Do you stand, Do you hang outside? She's not going to force you to follow her, but it is definitely oh. implied that she wants you to join her for... Yeah, Kalen follows her. Okay. Okay. Uh, does the rest of the group go in as well? Uh, Rasa, the building is not necessarily sized for her. Um, so she's willing to stay out here and, and kind of get a lay of the area. I think Grayskull can stay back. Okay. Glenn will go. Yeah, Hexton is also, like, standing back and sort of, like, looking around at these at these monks, and he is very, like, he's seen yeah. things like this before, but this is his first time seeing this, you know? I'm treating Hexton as Becky Apples. That's nobody's horse. Yeah. He does what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> um, Becky yeah. Apples, Becky Apples. So, uh... Yeah, that group is staying outside. If anybody wants to stay outside with them, they are more than welcome to. If not, no worries. Um, so again, uh, Radina uh, is going towards the Citadel. And as she walks, um, she says, If Zareth reached out to you, it must be more dire than we thought. From what he was saying, it did sound pretty dire. And she continues to walk. Um, and you, you feel like you're getting deeper into the citadel, like kind of heading towards its center. Um, and she says, How much of it, how much do you know? Zareth has told me that something is coming through limbo a large something she nods and she says from the teachings that were passed down from Zareth, something akin to this has not been seen since the dawn war since the chaining of the great oblivion himself to think that there is something of equal power if not greater that is causing a disturbance we will do our best to defend ourselves but if you are a magister as you have said do not let the citadel of the gith become a memory I, I implore you, as the current leader of the Gith, other than Zareth, rest unto him. Rest unto him? And she enters into this large antechamber. There's a set of double doors, and you can see that there are two, like, the Gith, again, the Githzerai are not militant. 
if there were militant Githzerai, it would be these two standing in front of this large double door. And she, uh, without saying a word, looks towards them. They nod, and the doors open. And she says, Know that you are blessed in this place. No outsider has been allowed into Zareth's chamber for as long as the citadel has remained strong. And as the doors open, you can see that there is a fog that comes out of the chamber that has filled it. And there are... You can see things just sort of like spinning around in the fog. And as it clears, you can see that like this chamber is full of these coins, these silvered coins that she tosses into the room and it hits a particular spot and then continues into an orbit around a centered. It's not a sarcophagus, but it does look like a resting place for a creature of unimaginable age who sits with their arms folded over their chest, eyes closed, like groomed. You know, they haven't been left to sit. But they are not conscious. And in the center of this room, they are surrounded by these small silver discs that are spinning at a frightening speed. And as they continue to go, Radina takes a deep breath and just walks into it. And it is like a swarm of bees. Like it is thick with these like floating discs. And she just seems to be walking through them with calm mind until she gets to Zareth and sits, uh, takes a knee in front of him. Uh, and uh, in this contemplative state, you can see that there is like a like almost a ripple effect coming from her forehead. And then you see a bluish-tinged ripple effect coming from Zareth's forehead. And her eyes shoot open. And she looks towards, uh, looks towards your group. And she walks back through these coins until she is close to you. Um, and says, Zareth has stirred enough to inform me of the potential that you all exhibit. We have not much time. And as she says this, <clears throat> there is a bell that rings off in the distance. Just it starts getting quicker and then the bell sound comes louder and louder and she says the creature has been spotted there's not much time and she asks for you again to follow her um Calum, make an insight check or an arcana check I'll do Arcana. 
25. With a 25. This dude is meditating. But like... The way... Like, as you're looking at him, he's not breathing. He's not... But he's not not breathing, either. Like, he's existing in this singular moment, eyes closed, inside of this chamber. And you know that that's who you met. Like, there is a presence about them. And what Radina will explain is that when the Citadel was first formed, in order to keep it afloat, as other spell jamming vessels would be needed to, there needed to be a pilot. In order to create things here, there needed to be somebody of great magical power. What Xerath has essentially done is that they have locked themselves into the piloting mechanism of the into the Citadel of Gith, to make sure that this bastion for the Githzerai is habitable, to keep the waves of limbo from pressuring, to keep its stasis at the gates of this elemental chaos. And also with a 25. I would say that there are two things that you remember about astral projection. When somebody is doing an astral projection from the material plane or another plane into the astral sea, they are tied by a silvered thread. Mm -hmm. And it that thread can only be uh, can be severed by a gith Yankee blade. These swarming coins are to stop any kind of astral intruder that may attempt to aggress upon him or sneak in through alternative means. It's a defense mechanism. And this creature gave you part of his defense to ask you to, for assistance. It's a very dire situation indeed. Yes. I is again like she is full on like oh god we gotta go um you can still talk while you're moving um but there won't be very much time to sit and contemplate no um Caleb's running and okay. rustling in his bag um Radina I'm going to need three of your best fighters or spellcasters uh and she says whatever you need you will have them and he'll hand her three scrolls of haste yeah, she'll take them. I'm going to need them to cast those on my allies and have those fighters stay relatively safe. Um, and she will, uh, like, stop one. Like, as she's running, she will, like, there's a guard that's running. She stops him, hands him those, and she looks at you and says, what is the range? Uh, it is, I believe, touch. No, it should be, like, 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay. Uh, she said she basically relays the same information of make sure somebody is within 30 feet 
of these four uh, for the events to come. He nods. Uh, and this guy now has the spell scrolls uh, because he's one of the fighters, but also like she could focus on other things. And as they're running, Caleb's like looking into his bag for more things that might help and arm the gift because he was told they can fight, but they're not necessarily fighters. It's true. So. Oh, uh, he'll ping his sending stone. Skiznabad, it's game time. Uh, and the response that you get is, aye, aye. So you all rush back out onto the pavilion and there is a quiet and you can see that Rasa is like, there is like a tense, a, a tension about her. Um, she looks at you, Arjan, and clickies the button uh, onto her necklace. Uh, and in this moment, uh, she takes on a armored form uh, as like her uh, her Hell Legion armor uh, grows from the necklace onto her. Uh, she doesn't know what's to come. Best way to prepare for that, try not to get hit. Uh, that being said, you see Skiznabat's like ship like extends upwards. And there is a pool of water that is near where the Githzerai uh, have been training. Uh, and there are like giant posts that are in it to help them with their dexterity training and for when they learn jump and, and other things like that. Um, and there is this moment of calm. And you see that there is a ripple in the pond from its center that then extends out as a far off can be heard. And you look and stare at this 50 foot tall gate that is before the citadel of the gif and the water tenses more and you see that uh three of these gifts arrive run up caleb haste uh they rush up to Corey, haste um they oh Third I only give them oh, okay. three, so it would probably be Corey, Gwen, and Arjan. Okay, they will go Corey, Gwen, Arjan. Uh, so the three of you have been hasted. This will be important to remember. You hear from behind the gate a roar older than time as a sound that was begat at the beginning of Limbo is only muted by this large standing gate in front of you. And Gwen, you can feel sweat in your palms. It's not fear that is making you this way. This is one of the first times in a long while that you have no idea what to expect. And there is a rush with that. If this thing is as old as it sounds, who better to take it down? 
you all see or can hear that large and the water is like shaking now and you can see that there on the backside of this gate water from the river of limbo splashes up and around the side then there is a pause and you hear a crackling noise as you watch this 50-foot-tall gate go from its muted iron or muted silver to then starts getting redder and brighter as there is a amassing of energy that seems to be coursing through until it goes from its pale silver to red to bright red to burning white until eventually the gate in and of itself bursts open and in the rubble you can see that there is a massive line that goes through the center part of this gate and you see two massive titanic clawed hands reach on the inside of this gate and pull it open and before you is a slot and it is hard to describe it as a slot because slots as you know them were altered and changed because of the stone at the center of limbo this is a monstrosity this is a slot abomination this creature is the Karashek. And you can see that it has lizard-like features. It has horns that extend from the top of its head. It has this massive gem built into its neck that seems to just have like scales and other things coating around it, like this hardened carapace. And it pushes the sides of the gate and takes a step forward. And as it does, there is a massive wave of this chaos energy that flows from it. And you see splashes up onto the, uh, onto the outside of the Citadel of the Gith. And the water looks like it is about to crash onto you when there is this shimmer. As we hard cut to inside of the Citadel, you see that Zareth has a blue flare from his eyes. We hard cut back to where you are as the shimmer extends above you, as the wave of Limbo's chaos energy just seems to pass by. But now standing before you is a titan, a creature that looks like it is ready to destroy and feel no remorse. And as this creature you see has a almost light source in its upper chest that then extends up into its neck, that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So get ready for that next week. I'm glad that we went and visited all of our friends and family and sent letters being like, hey, if anything happens... I love you. This seems like a really good time for that. So I'm glad that we 
are going to be enjoying that. But of course, I enjoy whenever these folks are on the channel. RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Lordy, lordy, I feel slotty. Um, hey, everybody, I'm RJ. You can catch your RJ's 282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things of my life. Oh, and Blue Sky and Skeet about the things happening. God, why is it called Skeet? Uh, you can catch me here on Mondays as Kalem, the Shattered Kai Wizard Fighter, on Thursdays as Sulong Shen, the Druid Barbarian. Uh, we're going to get into his uh, human side a bit later. <laughs> Uh, Saturdays over at G uh, GGK, where we do Blades in the Dark, Hot of Stone. I play a little gremlin of a man who is also an alchemist. Um, and finally, Sunday mornings over at the Hype Goblins, where I play Titus Valentine, Monsieur LaRue, who is a noble in his homeland, and he just found out his ex-wife took his company. As you do. As one does. He was He was technically dead for a while, so... TheNakener.com. Hello, everybody. I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me at LB Hackamup on the Twitters, Twitches, the Blue Skies, the Megalodons, the all the fun stuff. Uh, the next time I'm going to be live is on Friday. Lauren and I are going to be back playing some spoopy games. Probably, uh, I don't. We I played uh, Demonologist on Sunday with the the Sunday Night crew. Is a lot of fun. We might play that. I might talk her into playing that. It's very, very fun. Um, and then on Sunday, we'll be back for the uh, second episode of our Alien game, where I am playing a the straight man. Uh, a, he's not actually straight, but he is, he is the not funnies. Uh, he has a cat, a sphinx cat named Pharaoh, and they wear matching sweaters. Uh, it's very wholesome. It's pretty cute. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me. Um, until next week, where I've got more stuff. And then I'm on vacation. JanaeKeener.com Boy, I'm Cyber. Right now, on Twitch.tv slash CyberWorld1, I'm playing Bayonetta 3. Things are happening. So many things. I love that game so much. Um, and then I'm here on Mondays. Uh, update. I released something on CyberWolf1201.com uh, slash ttrpg uh there is a 109 page cypher system supplement for legend of zelda stuff i finally did it i finally wrote the damn thing after running on uh running a cypher zelda game on high shelf collective earlier this year so if if you if you want cypher system stuff and you want zelda stuff go there is free um that that's it cyberwolf1201.com denaykeener.com and speaking of denaykeener.com uh that's me you can find me there uh, i do nerdy drawings mostly related to D and a lot of things on this channel uh so go and check it out um yeah denaykeener.com and if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this on Monday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we have our Apocalypse Keys game over on the same channel at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Or Daylight Time, I get the, the Pacific one. You can find us there, Pacific Time. Um... 
But for right now, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions that you'd like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk, the link to our Discord can be found in the Twitch chat to the side, and our link to the Patreon can also be found in the Twitch chat to the side or in the description of this video or audio cast down below. But that is going to be it for our show so before we head out i'd like to say once again thank you to everybody who decided to show up thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week and we'll see all of you guys next time all right everybody bye, -bye.